Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. You want to make some more money? Of course you do. We all could use a little bit more cash, but what is the best way to do it? Sometime in your life, you've probably been approached by someone who wants to sell you something with network marketing. Well, my guest today happens to be my best friend since grade school. Andrea Weiss is here. Hey, girl. (laughs) Who's been very successful in the world of network marketing. I even worked with her for a little while, actually, when she was first starting her business. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the side hustle, network marketing, from should you do it, what you should look for when you want to get involved with a company, and what does it take to really be successful? And how do you approach family and friends? I mean, you're selling to family and friends, right? Absolutely. And you're looking to have them partner with you. Yes. But we're also going to talk about the one time that we got in the most trouble when we were kids because Andrea was supposed to cover for me and she didn't. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, this is really exciting for me to have you here because we have grown up together. We've known each other since first grade. Forever. Is that not crazy? It's crazy. We've been the maid of honors in each other's weddings. Mm -hmm. We've seen ourselves go through so much good and bad, marriage, divorce, the kids. You have how many? I have four kids. But I'm telling you, this girl makes it look easy. She homeschools her kids. (laughs) And she's a stay-at-home mom. And she's running a business. I admire you so much for it. And I've been talking to you for a while about wanting to get into the podcast and really get into what the secrets are. Like, how did you get so successful? Mm -hmm. But first, let's talk about your background how you got started. You were about to have your third kid and you thought, oh yeah, let's join a network marketing company. Right. And I always say to people, no one plans to ever do this. You never think I'm going to be a network marketer. No one, no little girl says that growing up. You don't go to college and go, oh, I'm going to be a network marketer. Literally. You are right about that. Yeah. It's life circumstances that bring you to, um, to that position in your life. And you're right. I was pregnant with my third baby. I was like, 36 weeks pregnant. I was about to have this baby. I did not have any free time. But, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. We had one income. My husband's a firefighter. And I needed a way to bring in some money. It's not that we were, like, in debt and had to, like, find a way to make ends meet. But, you know, we wanted to grow in our life. We wanted to do things, travel. And I knew that, okay, I need to be open-minded a little bit here. You were observing someone on social media, which I feel like happens a lot nowadays with network marketing. You had a friend that had joined this health and wellness company, and you were kind of watching from a distance. Totally. And you were a little skeptical. I was completely skeptical. In fact, I was probably like most people who, when they hear about network marketing, like, nope, Never. Because quite honestly, if you feel that way, it's probably because you've been exposed through it through the wrong person or through the wrong way of how they work it. Well, and you also hear a lot of about pyramid schemes. Mm-hmm. People talk about that. And I don't know if it's too soon to get to that question. But oh, yes, I, I know people were talking to me about did totally. Andrea just join a pyramid scheme company? Absolutely. And I have so much to say about that. So we can save that for whenever. Yeah, we'll get, we'll but, get into that in just a mm-hmm. second. But so you were watching your friend who mm-hmm. lives out of state, and then you decided just 
do you need to know things about the company or the products before you join a network marketing company, do you think? So it's funny because, like I said, I was pregnant and I ended up joining a health and wellness company and I never tried a product. Never. But I guess the, I don't want to say smart side, but there was a part of me that said, look, this company has been around for this many years, like 12 years at the time. Mm -hmm. It's successful. It makes, you know, it's a million dollar company multi-million actually and I'm seeing people actually bring money in like even though I may think it's not working it obviously is working so it's worth taking a look at so um no I never tried a product I never really researched how to do it I just knew it's now or never you know well, and you do have a business degree mm-hmm. from Madison you are very <laughs> smart you are and you're someone as I've known you for all these years when you put your mind to it you will achieve it because you you go all in with something. You're never half into a project. So as your friend, I supported you knowing, well, Andrea is only going to do something if she really believes it. And that's why when you sent out the email, that was your first thing you did. Right. You joined right. and you emailed everybody you knew yeah. and said, hey, here's this new endeavor. Will you support me on this? Right. And one thing I will speak to that is you're right. Like I did go to Madison. Um, I do have a business degree. But as you know, I was a horrible employee. I could not do the business world. You worked so, in the corporate world mm-hmm. and you felt trapped and you felt stuck. Yes. I can remember you sending me messages saying it's 86 degrees outside and I'm here in an office with no windows. And it drove you nuts. It drove me nuts. And, you know, and I felt I actually felt like something was wrong with me and I felt like flawed and, you know, something was I'm just a horrible person. This isn't how life should be. But as I've you know grown and done mindset and, and read books, there are people just like me who we're wired that way. We suck in some capacity when we work for others. But if you give us the creativity and the outlet to do it for ourselves, we're going to really do it. And it doesn't even come from education. It just comes from really within and just being like, I can't go back to a job. I really want to do something for yeah. my own. Why do you feel like so many people are doing this now when it comes to network marketing? Because there are a lot of companies out there. And I feel like we see a lot of these posts on social media. Yeah. Well, and I think it is because social media is just it's it's out there that we are connected, as you know, just so easily now with social media. Mm -hmm. Network marketing has been around forever. I mean, think about the days of door to door, Mary Kay, Avon, you know, that's network marketing. I remember at one of my jobs, I used to deliver Avon magazines for our crossing guards mom. Right. A girl we went to school with, it was her grandma and she paid me cash and I was walking around St. Francis delivering these Avon books for her because she was, she was elderly and couldn't do it. Totally. And that's what we did. But now we have social media and the thing is though, we're seeing it more because people are the right person is going to see the opportunity with it. Now, yes, do people do it wrong on social media? Oh my gosh, yes. And it is my mission to clean that up. And you are passionate about cleaning that up because there are some people that can come across annoying. Totally. Because you're also, how do you, you emailed all of your closest family and friends. Mm -hmm. And do you advise people to do that when you first start? I do. I do. And one thing I've learned is that we all come from like drastically different families. So there's not like a one size fits all type of approach, Mm -hmm. but don't force it on them. But we call it like your chicken soup list or your dirt list. And that's like your dirt list, your dirt list. So like if I decided that tomorrow I'm going to sell dirt, I know that you, Elizabeth, you're my best friend. You don't care what I'm selling. You're going to say yeah, I love you. I'm going to buy it. This is this is exactly what I said to people when I was talking to them about buying from Andrea. And I do, I really, the products are great products. I, I said, I've known you for a long time, but more importantly, I know unless you are harming yourself or other people or doing something illegally, right. I'll support whatever you're going right. to do, except exactly. for those three things. And deep down, you know who those people are. You can just say, hey, 
I started this and tell them why you're starting it. Because you know what? I, I want to pay off, you know, our mortgage. All right. You know, we got credit card debt. I'd love to wipe that out. Be honest with why you're doing it. And the right person's going to say, you know what? Let me take a look at it. And if I want a $30 product, sure. You but know? can you really make money from these opportunities? Yes. Because you did very well, very fast. I did. And one thing I will say to that is I actually kind of want to speak to that because there's two mindsets when people think of network marketing. They think either you join and do nothing and become a millionaire, which you no can't one, do. No, no one becomes a millionaire by doing nothing nope. unless you're buying a lottery ticket and you still had to buy the lottery right. ticket. Or they think it just doesn't work. You can do everything and you just cannot make money off of this, which is frustrating to me because doing network marketing is like pretty much doing anything in life. Anything that's hard and worth having is going to be difficult. You have to change your mindset. And people love to throw around the statistics of, oh, like, I don't even know the statistic because honestly, I just ignore it. But let's just say it's like 80% or something. 80% of people just like fail and can't do, you know, they lose money. These are just horrible schemes. Well, they're not doing anything. So I actually decided I'm going to look up to see how many people join a gym at the new year and then stick with it. Interesting. And the percentage is like 90% of people join gyms January 1st. By the third week in January, like 90 are done. They don't even go anymore. Do we blame the gym? Do we blame the trainers or the equipment? No, we just say the person... It comes down to you. It didn't, they didn't show up. They it didn't comes do down the work. And it's the same thing with this. So yes, you can absolutely make money. I mean, my every... 15th of the month, I'm proof that you can get paid from this. You but just... you you worked your business and you hustled. Yes. And you had to approach, like we said, family and friends. You also approached family and friends to essentially work with you. Yes. And I was one of those people because yes. my story was I was in the process of having a wedding and I said, okay, we need a little bit of cash. Mm -hmm. And what do you know? You put a little bit of effort and a little bit of work. I made $600 cash in a yes. month well, when you I first had, started doing I remember this. you had a party and you like, I walked home with, I don't remember how much cash. $50 yes. cash yes. just just from that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it ended up not being a long-term goal for me, but in that moment, exactly. it's like I needed a little bit of money. You were building your business, so it worked out. But how? what would you say to someone that's saying, I don't want to approach my family members to work with me, though? That can be uncomfortable. Totally. Mix business with pleasure. I mean, what do you think about that? And I agree. And actually, that's kind of where I am in my business. I, actually, my four-year anniversary was this weekend. I've been doing this for four years. So as you can- Was it really? Yes. Wow. So as you can imagine, pretty much everyone that I know, we call it our war market, they know what I'm doing. I don't need to follow up with them. I don't need to say, hey, bub, bub. you know, they know at this point. And they know how to get a hold of they you. They know how to get a hold of me. The, but I have a business mindset of the world is massive. There are so many people out there who need these products and need an opportunity like this. And I'm going to get out there and do it. So if someone is just starting saying, I don't think anyone's going to support me or I had one friend who said, no, well, that does not determine your success. You can grow and learn and figure stuff out along the way. And don't you feel in any kind of business job you have, especially if there's sales involved, you can't take no personally. Oh, my husband is in sales and he he, he was telling me years ago about how one day he just randomly was just cold calling places. And I looked at him and I said, oh, my gosh, are you nervous? Like who said yes? Who said no? And he looked at me and he said, that's sales 101. Yep. You learn how to accept no and you just move on. Totally. And I will say I'm probably way more sensitive than your husband. Like I'm introverted female and I still feel that way. But I feel like if you're going into the sales transaction, I guess that's I don't know the right word to say. But if you go into it authentically and with the desire to help somebody and they say no, 
That's fine. Because it might not be a fit for them. Totally. And or maybe down the road or and if they say no, cool, you just got a great learning experience. Figure it out. Right. And your friendship will still exist beyond that. Totally. You didn't start off being friends because of this. And I was going to say, like every interaction you have with a friend or family member, don't make it about your business. That's just ridiculous and spammy and annoying. You're multifaceted. You are a a human being with other interests. Don't make everything about your business. So what does it really take to be successful at this? So and who is who would you say? Is there a certain type of person? I mean, I typically I typically think I don't know if this is a stereotype, but I think of women and moms. Yep. I feel like not a lot of men do it, but maybe it's because I'm not I'm not really exposed to the network marketing businesses that men sell men i mean i feel like men are the powerhouses like there are i mean a lot of the trainers i actually go to are men i mean interesting they they got just like those red competitive personalities but it's funny that you ask who it's for because i hate to say it's for everybody because actually my approach with you know the way i approach my business is you should desire to work with one type of person but this business truly is for anybody who wants it um, I've seen people who are have entrepreneurial minds like real estate agents or people who have like brick and mortar businesses and they see network marketing as another stream of income. Mm-hmm. So they're going to give it a go. They know they can make a super small investment. I see a lot of teachers that are successful at this. Right. Because they're so organized. Right. <laughs> teachers are great at it. But then there's also people like me who it's like, I just needed some money. And because it was low investment, I didn't have to risk anything for my family time I didn't need education like I said anybody from any background can make this happen if they want it and when you asked well what does it take to be successful and this sounds so cliche but it's you have to tie why you're like what you're doing to why you want it everyone needs to do that with everything everyone that has to get up and make a living I mean, I know you need to do a why for all these other things, but when it comes to making a living and it comes to that grind and it comes to the hours and it comes to time away from your family, which I know with network marketing, you get more time with family, but there's still time you have to work. You always need to remember that, the why. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And it's it's cliche. You're going to hear it everywhere. There's books out there. Start with why, why, you know, and and I get it. And sometimes we can get a bit numb to it, but I, I saw how it totally it was affected in my business because when I joined my husband and I had a financial goal in mind, it had to happen. It just had to happen. So like you had like a number amount that you yes, were saying, we, we want to make this much money. W- what happened was, as you know, we were living in our first house that we got married in. We were having our third baby and we wanted to build. And we, I knew exactly the dollar amount we needed to pay off our land loan. I knew it down to the penny. Yeah. And I was like, so when I started this, I was like, I want to just pay off that loan. So as I was working and sharing with others and you know posting on social media I knew like I'm doing this because I want this loan paid off and I want us to build our house there one kept day. your eye on the prize yeah. and and I did it and you built a beautiful home we built our home however on the flip side after that all happened I didn't have a reason anymore so it's like as I was sharing about my products or sharing the opportunity with others in my mind that didn't translate to anything long term and I just that passion kind of sizzle or, you know, it fizzled a bit. I was just like, why am I doing this? So to be successful, I think no matter where you are, you always need a reason while you're doing it because it is, it's going to be hard. You're going to hear no's. You're going to think like, oh, are people think I'm a joke. Well, no, if you keep your eye on the prize, exactly, whatever the, whatever mm-hmm. the prize is. Now, what about people that don't want to seem like they're being too pushy? They're energetic. They're getting a lot of feedback. There's a lot of momentum. 
there's always that balance, though, and that's where sometimes I, I feel like people listening to this podcast may say, well, this all seems great, but they keep having to push products, so to speak. Like, what about people that get uncomfortable about that and feel like, oh, I don't want to sound like that, though? Yeah. My answer is don't be annoying. You don't have to be. That was never my approach. And, it, and you know, and I always wondered, well, can it work? Well, it did. It worked for me and it worked for many others. And I've actually had people come to me and say, I actually want to come to you because you're not annoying. And, you know, I talk about this a lot over in my training episodes over on my website. I think as network marketers, it's our we should be on a mission, especially those of us who want to approach it professionally to give value to others instead of saying, can you do me a favor and help me reach my sales goal this month or, you know, people yes. don't owe us anything. If we want to may have a have a good business, we need to impact others. Um, so like, for instance, if you're in, in health and wellness, Share about how people can improve their health that have nothing to do with your products, but people are going to see you as someone who cares about health so that when you do share about your products, they're going to go, I think she knows what she's talking about and she cares about X, Y, Z or whatever. So just be very aware of how you are, I guess, who's the giver and who's the taker in the relationship. And as a business owner, we should always, always, always be the givers. Yeah. And you're always looking for opportunities, though, too, because there were a lot of people that were whispering to me as your best friend about what you were doing. Right. Because they were trying to hear from me. Is it really working? Is is she really doing this well? Is she successful? What what do you think about it? Right. And that's what, for people starting off, I feel like need to remember that you're being watched. Mm -hmm. People are watching. They want to see. So try to stay positive. Keep the momentum going. Because then when they see that there's a little bit of success, didn't you find that that's when more people were reaching out to you? They were intrigued. They because were they were watching intrigued. and they were, I, I had people who didn't say a word to me for like two years and then they're like, okay, after two years, okay, I see this. <laughs> this is obviously working for you. Tell me more. Did it make you uncomfortable to post about your bonuses and make you uncomfortable with what you were making? Because, mm-hmm. you know, in our society, it is very much don't talk yeah. about what you make and it can come across as you're bragging, yep. but you were trying to mention what you were doing because you wanted people to say, hey, there's all these pieces of the pie that you could have. Yes. But that's a fine line. It's a super fine line. And you know what? I, I made mistakes, too. And I will. What, like what? What do you so think you did? I And I think a lot of network marketers can um, fall into this trap. Is like we really want to show about how great it is. And it's funny because I actually went. I've invested so much money in my education. And I just came back from a great mastermind weekend in May about just how to have a great presence online. And one thing that I've learned is that as a good marketer, it's you need to meet your audience where they are, not where you are. Ooh, I like because that. Because wherever you are, especially if you're having huge success in network marketing, people cannot relate to those bonuses. They can't relate to those paychecks. So when you hear flashing all of this, you've lost your your audience because they don't see any connection to you anymore. And they're only seeing that part of the process. They yes. aren't seeing the late nights and maybe the tears and the stress and the hard work and the hustle. They're yes. just seeing that and that feels unachievable. Yep. So what you need to do that is... That makes total sense, you, Andrea. You need to like speak. You can talk about your success, but you need to talk about where you started from because where you started from is where your audience is starting from and then you need to bridge that gap to where you are so it's okay to talk about the bonuses and the income in a very classy and professional way but you have to you have to bring it back to your audience it cannot be all about you or there's a disconnect totally and and then you're going to seem unrelatable and they're not they're not going to connect with you totally my gosh i just had this moment of like (laughs) yeah that that makes a world of sense i love that you said that yes 
Now, how can someone know which company they should work for? I feel like the appeal of network marketing, and I'm kind of speaking as someone that did it for a little while, the appeal is, okay, put in maybe, again, I wasn't striving to get to your level, but I was like, all right, put maybe an hour, two hours a day into this. If I make an extra 600, 700 bucks this month, great. Right. But they, where do you, how, what company do you do that with? Yes. And we, and that, that's the thing. We're all different. We all have different things that motivate us. You know, some people love getting out there and doing parties. I'm not. I have a family and whatever. But there are companies out there that allow you to do parties. They want you to do parties. But if I guess I had to speak to it like on a business level, like if you really want to, I don't want to say ensure financial success because, again, it all comes down to you. But I would say, number one, at least have an interest in the product line. I would think you'd have to. Right. Like If you're never going to wear makeup, why are you going to be someone that's going to sell makeup? And here's the thing. Um, I'm not with a makeup company. You know me. I freaking love makeup. Yeah, you do. You look great today. I could never sell makeup because, quite honestly, there are some brands that I just love that I can get at Target. So there, that passion wouldn't be in me to be like, you need to try buy this foundation because in my heart, I know that I love this one. Mm-hmm. So just you just have to have that connection with the product line. The other one, though, that I will say is personally, I would go with a product that's consumable, meaning that, you know, I'm in health and wellness. So I have clients and customers who have ordered for me for every month for four years because they love what they are taking and they need that just ensures repeat customers. Yes. Again, there are other products out there, but I don't need 50 pairs of clothing or something. Yeah, that, that's, that's not for a you. a personal opinion of mine. That's not yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone has worked with a network marketing company and they weren't successful, can they be successful with another one? That I feel like is like 90% of success stories. That they were at one before. Absolutely. Oh, wow. It is. In fact, I think that is the common. I think my story is kind of unheard of. Yeah, because you never did anything like that before. I never did anything like this. Um, You hear about people. In fact, a lot of the mentors I follow, a lot of the trainers, they're on like their third or fourth company. Things change. They align with another company or another a company comes out with a product that they are like, it is their like soul product that they're like, I love that product. Or, you know, they're just looking for to align with a leader. Do people have to quit their jobs to really be successful at this? Because you see a lot of that, like I got to retire and my husband retired because I'm doing network marketing. That's not always what needs to happen. I will tell you this much right now. I used to have that mentality. But again, as I've been learning and growing, Smart financial people, they never replace an income. They add an income. So no, you do not not need to quit. If you want to quit your job and you hate it, sure. Do it. But no, if you simply just want to add to your portfolio, even if it is an extra $500,000 a month, smart choice. Go ahead and do it. Now, what do you feel about people that say, this isn't for me? I can't do this anymore. I mean, do you like? how do you handle those kinds of encounters? I think you need to honor it. Because I think you need all types of people to make this world go around. And I really dislike when people shame people for having jobs, especially if they're trying to like recruit on their teams. You'll see like blah, blah, blah. Well, and that's where network marketing can kind of get a bad rap. Exactly. Because you look at someone. okay, so like here's a stay at home mom. She's a network marketer and she's out there bashing these other moms for working, even if it is in a kind way. But then you take your daughter or your son to the pediatrician. Okay, that that mom that was a pediatrician just served you. You know what I'm saying? So you need to keep your eyes open that 
It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And some people are okay. Just, okay, I do it for a little bit and I get $300 a month. Exactly. And that's what I do. Exactly. Or they just, they just sell to their neighborhood or their family and friends. Yep. And, and I also feel like, who are we to knock anyone's hustle, whatever it is? Exactly. Again, if it's not illegal, if it's not hurting them or someone else, have at it. Exactly. Have yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you talking about this. And I know people are going to have more questions about it because... There are so many people interested in network marketing, yep. but they don't know who to turn to. And you are experienced. You've been successful. You've made mistakes. You're honest about mm-hmm. it. You also are very public about your successes and what's worked for you. I mean, right. if you follow sort of what Andrea did and you put the time in, you're going to be successful. So where can people reach you for more information if they want to connect with you? Absolutely. They can go to my website, theclassymomceo.com. I put out uh, training episodes over there, um, videos. I also have a free giveaway, which pretty much I got asked all the time, what do I do? What do I do to be successful? And I put it all out in this guide. It's called the Magnetic Network Marketer Blueprint because a lot of us want to go out there and we want to draw people to us. We don't want to be pushy. So I lay out pretty much everything that I did when I first started. And what a gift you're giving people because don't you wish that what you've created with the Classy Mom CEO was around when you started? Absolutely. I mean, she's gone yep. through it. She's she's learned. So learn learn from her mistakes and learn from her successes. That's the classymomceo.com, which will link up at 991themix.com. We're also going to have Andrea on another podcast talking more in depth about her second business now, the Classy Mom CEO. And so we'll get into that in an upcoming podcast. But before we wrap this up, let's explain the one time Andrea got me in the most trouble when we were kids, because I was the girl in the friendship here that kind of lied to my parents. My mom always said, I love when you hang out with Andrea because Andrea is not a liar. I, I'm even Andrea, to this day. I Andrea can't. doesn't lie. And I'm sitting there saying, okay, she doesn't lie, but we weren't, you weren't a saint. I wasn't a saint, but but you were, you were definitely, you were a good influence and you were a good kid. Yes. But there was a time when I wanted to spend the night at my boyfriend's house. And so I told my parents, I'm staying the night at Andrea's. Now, mind you, we were a little bit older, so it's not like mom had to check in or or drive me there. I had my own car at this point. And then while I was sleeping over at my boyfriend's house, what did you do, Andrea? Well, it was funny because it was like a Friday or Saturday night. And I, for some reason, I was home, which seems so weird. Because you worked on the weekends a lot. Yeah. And I think I like, I don't remember what happened, but I remember thinking, I'm going to call Elizabeth. I'm bored. This was before cell phones, people. There were landlines. Yes. Yeah, landlines. Yep. So she called my parents' I called your house. mom and your mom picked up and went, and I went, hi, is Elizabeth there? And your mom went, it was silent. <laughs> Andrea, I thought she was with you. My heart, and that's when you knew you were supposed to like. I was supposed to be sleeping over at your house. Everything was coming to me, and I thought, (laughs) "How am I going to get out of this?" Because Elizabeth's mom is like so on to us, and I went, "Oh my gosh, I fell asleep. I think she's outside." I, (laughs) which okay, you and I both are parents now. You know, like really, when your when your kids try to lie, you look at them and say. Right, Try like, you're going to sit out there and be knocking on my door for like three hours. Well, keep in mind, my mom didn't know then where I was. So she couldn't call right. and yell at me. She had right. no idea whose house I was at. So then when I came home the next day. I mean, I could not get off the phone fast enough. I was like, okay, bye. I thought I cannot. You ruined it. (laughs) So then I came home and of course I was in trouble and I had to tell her where I was and I lost my car privileges for two weeks and I said, I called you and I said, why? I know. And that's I, what I get for and the trying thing to is, get so you to I don't want to like, I want people to know like we, we really had each other's backs a lot. I mean, let's be yeah. real. We've done other things that we were like, got your back, got oh, your back. 100%. That was a total just, 
mind slip of oh yeah, yeah. Well, you could see how it would happen but that's the thing about about Andrea when we were growing up in grade school and we would be driving to basketball games and your mom would have me in the car and I'd be in the back seat and Andrea would be in the front seat and shocking I love to talk and tell stories well your mom Anita knew yeah she's like oh when Elizabeth gets in the car she'll start talking about what the girls have been up to and I would start going on and on about the Y dances or Rolero and the boys and then Andrea would just give me these looks from the front passenger seat. Like, what are you talking about? Stop talking. And then I'd have to kind of backpedal. But yes. then your mom knew. No, tell me more. Who, yep. who else was at that wide yeah, Or crushes. Who did Andrea have crushes on? Because I never told my mom who I had crushes on. I was just like too embarrassed. But then she'd but, ask me because yep. Andrea's mom was was such a, I don't, she was a cool mom in a sense that she treated us with respect, right. but she was still a very strict oh, yeah. mom. Yes. Really yes. strict mom. But mm-hmm. I opened up to your mom about right. a ton of stuff. Right. And I was just talking, talking, <laughs> talking she was taking these mental notes in her Mm -hmm. head but your mom talked about our friendship when we were younger and she said she said you and andrea are true friends she said you two will not bash each other gossip about each other lie to each other and i have for as long as we've been friends i mean my gosh we're already in our upper 30s now that has stayed true all these years absolutely all these years and I value that so much because you've met a lot of people in your life and as have I and you find that you have those core group of people no matter how much time goes by or even how many life changes happen they're there for you because you know them to their core totally and that's what you've been to me all these years yes and now we're doing a podcast together (laughs) we're doing a podcast together well that's my best friend Andrea find her at theclassymomceo.com we'll have you back on awesome and if you're thinking about network marketing it's possible to be successful she's living proof of it your team is living proof Mm -hmm. of it so congratulations thank you thanks for being on This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.